0: They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? taxicenter.com. Trade only.
1: I think when, when you play Aberdeen, it's tough. Anyway, the, the biggest tribute we can do is remember them uh, and honour them by trying to put in a performance and getting three points.
2: It's a tough contest, I think, strong defensively, but they've also got some threats going forward.
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! go, go.
4: Good evening. Well, this is the kind of football night that Walter Smith would have loved. All 12 Premier League teams in action. And top of the bill, Rangers at home to Aberdeen. Walter Smith, a Rangers fan who became the club's greatest ever manager, greatest of this era, greatest certainly in our lifetime. Derek Johnson's joining us in a second or two, trackside at Ibrox. And in the studio with me, a man who knew him well also, Davey Provin. I think you're right, Paul. This is his kind of night.
5: You know, i Every team in the league playing, he's a football man to his boots. And I think if you look at the scale of the the coverage yesterday when the news uh, hit us, uh, the the scale of the coverage on either side of the the border gives you an idea of his standing in the game. An absolute giant, obviously, of of Rangers Football Club, but a giant and an icon uh, in Scottish football in general. And I, I can only say from a personal point of view, it was an absolute privilege and pleasure to have had a professional relationship with him. Came across him now and again socially, loved his company and I'm I'm desperately sad to, to
4: have heard the news yesterday. 21 major trophies, 11, 10 SPL titles with Rangers, the last one in 2011, just 10 years ago. Five Scottish Cup wins, six League Cup wins and the 2008 UEFA Cup final... But Davey, it's even more than the football that you, I think, will remember Walter Smith.
6: I
5: I think where you can separate Walter Smith from the other great managers, um, a lot of the great managers, um, you know, I I think at times are misrepresented. People, you know, tend to put them up on pedestals as human beings, not just football coaches. And I think that's probably what separates Walter Smith from the rest, his humanity, his decency, his modesty. Um, I, I think he probably has very few enemies in the game. Most of the top managers have a lot of a lot of enemies. They have vendettas. They go after people, um, and I, I I don't think you will come up with many people who'd have a bad word to say about Walter Smith.
4: Well, Trackside at Ibrox is another Rangers legend, former captain as well, one of the top all-time scorers, and it's our old friend Derek Johnson is on. Derek, good evening. Good evening, lads. Hi, Derek. Derek, we heard you yesterday speaking uh, movingly about Walter Smith and uh, uh, one of the things I read was you were saying there'll be a statue surely at Ibrox uh, for Walter.
7: Well, they, they keep talking about you know the, the icons at uh, Ibrox and is there a bigger one than Walter Smith? I think Sandy Jarden was was exactly the same. I thought they might have done something with Sandy as well. He has a statue within Ibrox itself. As you go up the marble staircase, you know there's a, a statue of Sandy I think something with Walter as well. I've just listened to Davy there and I couldn't disagree with anything he said. See, if you take away the football and just think of Walter Smith, the man, you know, the, the husband, the grandfather, he was just, he was wonderful company. You know, we we used to have a, a little boy's outing, yeah. you know, several ex-players and, and Walter and Archie Knox used to come along and the fun that he used to have, the stories that he used to tell, a very, very humble man, never refused anybody an autograph if they came up, no matter where he was, or a picture, or anything else. Just a wonderful man to know. And as a football man, if you ask anybody uh, that was that played under him, whether it was Rangers, or Everton, or, or Scotland, or even Dundee United, you know they nothing bad to say about Walter because he was a coach. He was a man's coach. He, he was the difference between making good players and ordinary players. Because what he did was he took time out to go. With, if he saw a player, a young player, that had you know, a great attitude for the game, but he was lacking a all. But he would take him aside, you know, and, and nurture him, And he would do that with, with a, lot of, a lot of kids. Just love football and agree with you tonight. I mean, I'm sitting here in Steven Gerrard's seat in the dugout at Irox, mm-hmm. and the rain is absolutely bucketing down. I think there must be question marks, Paul, whether this game's going to go on, just to go off on another tangent. Yeah. Outside the front door, there's about there's a foot of water all around the, both sides of the road. So that's how much rain has hit Govan. But uh, it's all about Walter's night tonight. I I believe the Union Bears are going to do something a bit special after nine minutes. So we don't know what that's going to be, but uh, very, very emotional. It's very quiet. Normally when you come in at Ibrox, Mm -hmm. you know, the place is buzzing. It wasn't that way tonight. I think everybody's feeling it. Let's hope the players are not, because I think as as Steven Gerrard said yesterday, you know, the players should go out there and put on a performance and win the game, win it for Walter and his family. And I think... Hopefully, that's what they'll do
4: tonight. David, Derek, you both played under some of the biggest and best managers of the 20th century. Yep. So, yep. with Walter, people would say as well, "Don't meet your heroes; you're disappointed." David, that was never the case with Walter Smith.
5: No, no. I mean, I, again, I go back to his uh, decency, and he, it, there was one occasion where he really surprised me. Um, I, I had been doing uh, a reporter shift for Sky Sports. So, I'd be regularly interviewing Walter and Tommy Burns after the Old Firm games. Mm. I then got the job as co commentator. So, before the first Old Firm game I was going to do, I thought I'll phone the managers and see if, well, certainly I'll phone Tommy Burns and see if Tommy will give me his team on the morning of the match.
4: And of course, it's, Tommy,
5: your old teammate. Old teammate, great Celtic. pal. Uh, <laughs> and I, I thought he'll, he'll give me a heads up on his team. So, I phoned Tommy, he gave me his team. I thought, should I bother phoning Walter because Walter knows I'm Tommy's pal. I'm an ex-Celtic player. I thought, to hell. So I phoned him. Phone rang out. I thought, he won't get back. Ten minutes later, phone goes. Davey, Walter Smith, what can I do for you? I said, I was just wondering, Walter, if um, this is my first uh, old firm game as a co-com. Wondering if you might give me a heads up on your your team. He said, "Uh, have you got uh, Tommy's team, Tommy Byrne's team? I said, yeah, I've got Tommy's team He said, right, here's my team You've got a pen and paper Here's my team And he gave me his wow. team gave me his How they were going to play And he trusted me And it was I just took that as a huge compliment From a, yeah. a pretty remarkable man
7: Derek he, he, was a great, he was a great wind-up man as well, David oh, yeah. We, we can all, we can always remember the time where uh, he was interviewed in the tunnel remember by chick young
4: Sir <laughs> <that's a> charles <laughs> and, and,
7: and, and then archie Knox came up the tunnel I mean, that, yeah. that's the funniest thing i would ever seen in my life but uh, you know and, and walter was winding him up and of course when when archie went and addressed him walter started laughing and the start the interview again but, but that's what he was like i mean, I mean he, he was great to listen to because any any good football man i love listening to him and he could wind people up as well. And, and that was a wee bit different. That's what he had in his locker. It was maybe a wee bit different from other managers
4: and Derek I'm just thinking you wore the dark blue of Scotland he managed Scotland Dundee United of course you're from Dundee and you played for United you've been in the Tangerine yep. and obviously you are a Rangers great you're in the 100 club as well I see Morales joined you at the weekend um, you're he's, obviously... and he's,
7: only 100, he's only 149 behind you <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, and Walter would love that kind of banter as well wouldn't it because yeah, he would I mean absolutely. he would want I thought the tributes have been absolutely wonderful oh. I listened to our programme last night and there's football coming up as well, because he's a football man, but a family man mm. as well. Uh, Derek, you, you did have a special relationship with him, but did he free you at one point, along with soonis It wasn't him, it was Soonis
7: right. that freed me. Uh, he, he me. He took me took me into the, the referee's room, and I said to him, listen, I says before you say anything to me, you're joining a, a huge club. I says we're down at this moment in time, but it needs somebody with big ideas to come in, a football man, bring better players in, you know, and get this club back on its feet again. And I think you're the man to do it. He says, thanks very much, Derek. You're freed. <laughs> <laughs> I went off, thanks very much. Yeah. And, that, and that was him. But, but, you know, I played against Walter when he was at Dumbarton. Did believe you? Or not. And then, of wow. course, he did so well there. Dundee United, he went up there,
8: yeah.
7: played for Dundee United, hundred and odd games or whatever it was, and then became a coach there under probably one of the best uh, coaches in Scotland at that time. We was Jim McLean. So he had a good, he had a good learning uh, capacity there on, under Jim McLean. And I, I just felt I knew him at that time as well because I was still living in Dundee and I used to come across him uh, often. And he was just a, a great man then, even to talk to about football. He liked a pint like everybody else. Mm. But just a, a nice man who had his feet on the ground at all times and he never, ever lost that. He, even up to you know a couple of days ago, he never, ever lost that. He would speak to anybody. He was that sort of person. Yes, he had a temper, as we all have, but very, very rarely did you see that. The players will tell you that. You know, before the game, he was fantastic. He went around the individuals, telling them what they had to do mm-hmm. and everything else, and how we were going to play. And if that didn't happen at halftime, he would certainly, you know, go to one or two players and raise his voice to them, mm-hmm. and they would know all about it. But that didn't happen an awful lot. But I don't think you hear. was 100%. Right, I don't think you'll hear anybody saying anything bad against Walter Smith because not only a gentleman but a really, really good coach as well.
4: And guys, looking at his career, not many people go from being a successful number two, which he was for many years with Jim McLean, mm-hmm. and yeah. then successful number two with Graham Souness. And Rangers were flying at that time and suddenly Souness, we broke the story that he was going to Liverpool. I don't think Rangers, no one expected it. David for David Murray got it right, trusting Walter, yeah. because we know, it's easy with hindsight to say what he won. But that was a big step up, and how he reacted.
5: I think he also got it right initially, Paul, by having Walter Smith in the dugout with Graham Souness. Um, You know, Walter Smith at that time had a terrific reputation as a coach, even though he was number two. And you know, Graham Sumner's at the same you know playing and managing at the same time, needed a steady pair of hands beside him, a wise head, wise counsel. And Walter Smith was a man who who provided that. But you're dead right. The crunch for David Murray came when Graham Souness walked and that was a big moment. Whether whether he could trust Walter to, to go into the club and lead it, was he a, a leader as well as a good number two? And my God, he proved himself, did he not? Because Derek, as you know... Talking,
9: when it yeah. when,
7: when, when, when all happened, Dave, was in the World Cup when Walter w- was an assistant there and Souness was there as a player. You know, you, you, could, you could see how Walter took all the training, you know, and all the tactics yeah. and everything else. And, of course, when it came down to the nitty-gritty, you know, as soon as getting the Rangers job, when he's looking for a number two, he was never, ever going to bring anybody up from England because they knew nothing about the club or nothing about Scottish football. He would a man in front of him there that's proved himself to him with Scotland and Walter. And that was the reason he phoned him up one day and just said, look, would you like to come to Ibrox? And, you know, before he finished the sentence, Walter had his bags and he was at the front door. <laughs> you know, Because he was desperate, because we all know, as a young boy, he was, he was a Rangers supporter you know, from, from a young lad. So he knew all the way through his career what Rangers were all about. So Sooner said no he, 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 no second thoughts about asking him to help him out and, and we all know what a success that was.
4: Derek, with Barry Ferguson on last night, uh, who knew Walter so well and he talked about, you know, they took yep. him in when he was, what, 14, 15 and he and uh, Archie Knox kind of nurtured him, gave him a hard time, for the right reasons. They spotted yeah. Barry Ferguson when others wanted him down south. And he says that Walter was the greatest ever manager of Rangers. Certainly yeah. in Barry's time. What would you say? I know you I'm not you played under Wally Waddle, Jock Wallace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you say if you were asked that about Walter?
7: I think it would be difficult for me because the only time I, I was under Walter was when he and Graham soonest took the job, but remember he was still over in Italy playing. Yes. And Waller took over, you know, for the last month of the season until Graham had finished playing, uh, For I think it was Sam Tory he was at at the time. Yep. So he came in and joined Rangers. And, and and even that month he was here. The things that, I mean, we, we, under under Jock Wallace, we we had never had any coaching whatsoever, basically. I mean, we knew how to get ourselves fit, that's for sure. We're a very fit side. But whenever we ever went onto the pitch and got the 11 players out in, and Jock would say, right, when the ball's over at the right-hand side, the full-backs, I want you to pull inside, blah, blah. We never got any of that. The first thing that Walter did when he came in is he took us out onto the pitch. We'd never been on the pitch before training. He said, no, I have to do this. And he did that. So right away, everybody was aware of, of you know, of what you should be doing, wherever the ball is, where you should be. So that was some, that was some coaching at that time. And even before games, you know, just some of the things you would see, we go around individual players, I'm playing you because X, Y, and Z, and this is what I want you to do. And we'd never had that before under Jock. It was a case of, let's get out there, let's get into them, the battle fever's on, you know, get out there and and run them to death. You know, that that was the sort of tactics we got that work. to be fair, because we certainly won trebles and and European trophies and everything else. But uh, So right from that minute onwards, I I thought, you know, Walter certainly is the man. But, you know, I was under Jock Wallace for the majority of yeah. my career. And, I mean, I know Walter has been fantastic, but I wasn't, I can't say he was the best manager ever. I mean, Ali McCoist is adamant he's the best manager Rangers have ever had. But uh, he's certainly up there as far as I'm concerned, that's for sure. But with all the trophies he's won, yeah, he's got mm-hmm. to be up there without a shadow of a doubt.
4: The outpouring. Uh, of respect and love for Walter Smith has been universal oh. um, I, I think even Davey everyone's it not yeah it, it it's all encompassing everywhere on, yeah. uh, on the television everyone's talking about it Derek's there at the moment uh, Derek tell us what you did yesterday after you went to the ground would you mind I haven't, you you went up to Dundee well, afterwards after you I went to, I went up to Dundee yeah
7: yeah, I went up to Dundee. I mean, I've got a couple of uh, older brothers that are not very well at this moment in time and I hadn't seen them for a long, long time. And it was it was one of these things, that I'm just going to go up and that's it and just visit, just on the spur of the moment. So I, I did that yesterday and came back last night.
4: Is Walter's yeah, humanity. I think, I think,
7: yeah. yeah, I think I, 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 everybody would be thinking of things like that. You know, I certainly did anyway. After I'd, I'd spoken to, to Sky, I just decided, no, yeah, but my own family is there, and remember, I've got six brothers. Yep. I couldn't understand why my mother said she had seven sons, but I've only got six brothers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek and Walter loved that kind of humour as well. Well,
7: he was—he was, he was yep. like that, I mean, he, he, he was a great man for the stories as well. Walter, oh, very, yeah. very funny. Yeah,
4: and. Any of them, you can tell us. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, so for the fact Paul
5: he was known simply as Walter. There are very yes. few people who are known by their first yeah. name. Yeah. If I say to you, I saw Kenny today, you know who I'm talking about, don't you? Kendrick yeah. Matheson. And, and likewise, yeah. if, if yeah. you said, you know, I, yeah. I was talking to Walter, everybody knows who sure. you're talking about, you know, that yeah. big like Derek there on the line
4: up. as well. I mean, it's true, yeah. 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 yeah, and people sometimes say, You'll say whatever, um a first name but it was Walter and that was it yeah. absolutely yeah. it was Walter and he learned a lot from Jim McLean but he also had uh, parts of the personality he was he was definitely his own man but one minute he's carrying the bags at Dundee United and we hear from Derek yeah. there within weeks he was in charge mm-hmm. of Rangers you know these days as you know Derek we talk about oh, Hollywood managers it must have been tempting yeah. for Rangers to say let's get a really big name but they went with uh, Walter and, and he rose to that
7: well, they went for somebody that they knew that was a good coach. Yep. And that was as simple as that. For you know, he was, he was never going to be the manager at the time. He's was, he was still a youngish man because he knew that, that, that Graham Soonis was, was going to be there at the helm. And, and, and I, I believe that when Graham did actually come, Walter still did most of the coaching. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they talk, the two of them would talk together in the, in the dressing room before they went out for training, blah, blah, blah. But Walter basically was, was the man that took the team. And Graham would get involved with Walter as well, and obviously the two of them would sit down. You know, a couple of days before the whoever they were playing against on the Saturday or, or the Wednesday or whoever, and they would discuss who was going to play and how they were going to play and everything else. So he was massive. Even when Graham Soonis was the manager, Walter played a huge part then as well.
4: And Derek, before we let you go back to get ready for the game, uh, give us an insight. How was Walter? We know he's been ill for uh, had been ill for some yeah. months, but for Rangers to win the title in the summer, what? Give us an insight to what that meant to him.
7: Well, he absolutely loved that. He obviously couldn't, have, couldn't come to any of the matches because he was hospitalised for months. I think we were all aware of that. you know. And he was in a bad way then. And then he, he recovered a bit, we we'll have to say. I mean, we all witnessed the pictures you know, five or six weeks ago with, with Sir Alex Ferguson at the golf, a golf tournament. And I thought that's one of the first times he's actually been out the house in, in sort of like 18 months. And it was great to see him. And I think like everybody else, I felt, well, he's on the road to recovery. Because remember, when he came out, he couldn't even walk. Yeah. Because he'd been, in, he'd been bedridden for months and months. So all, all the muscles in his legs, you know, had all disappeared. Yeah. So he found it, he had, to, he had to learn for two or three weeks how to walk again. Yeah. And, but he was getting better, I we'll have to say. And uh, obviously, whatever it was that he had came back a second time. And, uh, and, and sadly, went very, very quickly after that. But I did speak to him a couple of times, and he, he was his usual self. Good. You, you wouldn't have known anything was wrong with him. I was on the phone, we were chatting away alongside Archie Knox and people like that. And Archie saw him a couple of days ago, just before he died there. And, and of course, Ali McCoy, Stanine, Durant, would always visit him as well. These three were the closest friends that he had in football, the three of them. And that's why the three of them really are, are, are absolutely... Gutted. I've just I've just seen a couple of them there. Archie, Archie, you couldn't even talk because they were they were yeah. the greatest pals. And I you heard Ali saying that as well. I mean, he got so friendly with Walter. he was like a second dad to him. We and Durant said he's, he's the best man he's ever known. You know, yeah. that was the closest he had with fellow players and fellow coaches. And uh, like everybody else, you know, we just couldn't believe when the word came out early the next day.
4: Derek, I know all your thoughts are with Ethel, Neil and Stephen and his grandkids. and uh, Absolutely. Everyone who has such respect for Walter Smith. Derek, thanks very much. We'll maybe speak to you later. I know we we'll get the game on tonight as well. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Derek Johnson, thanks Cheers so much. Okay. Cheers, Brigham. Take care, lads. Take Thank care. Thank you.
3: The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! go
4: of football show Davey Provin, Derek Johnson was with us there uh, from the managers from the dugout there at uh, Ibrook Stadium. We're going to go to Edinburgh now and we're going to speak with uh, Willie Hockey on the line. Uh Lord Willie Hockey, Willie good evening. Good evening Paul. Such sad news um about the death of Walter Smith yesterday. Uh, but the the outpouring from people has been it's been phenomenal. We know it would be huge but now that Walter has gone we're just saying that it must be overwhelming for Ethel and the family but also a comfort so many people have uh, such great words to say about that amazing man Walter Smith when did you first meet him?
10: Wow way back probably when he was manager of Rangers um, uh, the first time when he was when assistant to uh, Graham Souness
1: I met him many many years
10: ago at a charity event and uh, we, we just became friends um, you know, and we came really close over the last ten years, you know, and uh, as you say, terrible news, and I'm sure that Ethel and the boys will take great comfort from the tributes and the wonderful things that people have have had to say about a wonderful man.
4: And we know all the football it starts absolutely massive, and you two became great friends, although he was, you know, Rangers legend and you are a Celtic fan, former director, a supporter of the club in every way. But I think he liked that, didn't he? He didn't want yes-men round him.
10: Oh, know. I think that um, Walter was the nearest to our to Tommy Burns. I loved his club to the core. But he didn't hate anybody else that loved other clubs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody was entitled to support who they wanted. And and all my dealings were from... I found him nothing but a, but a gentleman. You know, I remember a story when myself and Michael McDonald when we were on the board. Yeah. We were at a, an event in Hamilton Town Hall and for whatever reason Hamilton Town Hall were um honouring Ray Rovers for beating in the League Cup. What? And probably after the, <laughs> yeah, probably after the third time of showing the real Walter and Archie Noksha sitting beside this, and says to me and Michael, listen, don't take any more of this, get the ass out of here. <laughs> and uh me and Michael, who were actually going to the Celtic uh, Christmas dinner that night, uh, left. But I just told you... I think, you know, lots of great things have been said about him and I spoke to loads of people yesterday very close to him. It's a it's a great loss. Uh, and obviously, his record is there as a manager, but as a man, uh, he's up there with, with some of the best people I've ever met in my life.
4: Davy, that's similar to what you were saying about him. Yeah,
5: yeah I mean... I mean, I, I didn't know him uh, as well as Willie, you know, on a one-to-one basis, Paul. My relationship with Walter was more professional. But again, I, I I got a hell of a lot of respect from him, which I greatly appreciated. Um, he was no soft touch, as you've been hearing over the last 24 hours. If, if you asked him a question and he thought it was, you'd crossed the line, he would have that brief pause and fix you, you know, eye to eye. And just, that, that was the message, you know, you're... Don't push your luck, son. Um, and, you know, I, I interviewed him so many times when I was working for Sky. And, I, and I've got to say, and some it's a difficult job because particularly if a manager has just lost the game, you know, his his head's all over the place. But I, I've got to say that in, in terms of of being fair, um, I, I've probably never come across anyone who would give you a fairer
4: crack of the whip than, than Walter Smith. And, Willie, he almost broke your heart then when it was uh, nine in a row.
10: Oh, I know. I think um, I'd I, I want to forget about that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I kept reminding him that. Yeah. Funny, when you were with him and you were doing what he'd done, I'd done many, many things. He was a fantastic help with us. with the going hospice Oof. the help he gave us to raise money. But every time I was with him, he, we never spoke about football much at all. Even though know, the Rangers were winning or Celtic were winning, we, we never I had a great night with him and Sam Burns where we're all kidding on about everything, but he never, we never get any detail about football. We're always talking about other things in, in, in general, but uh, wonderful, wonderful man.
4: Uh, yeah, and you know much of what he did. That's when I last saw him was two years ago, just before COVID, and it was for the Kilbride Hospice that night, Willie, and he came over, sat down later, and he said, Paul, I hear your daughter's not well, and he was just... And he shared something about his own condition. He was looking great, as you remember that night, Willie. And uh, you're right; he didn't want to. You know, of course, he'd talk about football, but he cared about families and he cared about people, and he got on with people.
10: Yeah, and people know now, you know, that he's obviously been ill for a few years. You know, he'd sort of, you know, he'd a kind of wee comeback thought it was better. Then, unfortunately, you know, he got ill again. But he didn't want sympathy and he didn't so, want people to know. Only, only when things leaked out, you know, people would find that he's in the hospital. You know, the family, very, very private and they kept it really quiet. Uh, you know, that's the dignity. It runs right through the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, and it's great that the, the tributes and the honour, and I'm, and I'm no doubt that he'll get a send-off that, that everyone involved with Rangers and his family can be very, very proud of
4: and before we let you go, what about Scotland? When he came in as manager, we were in a tough place after Bertie's time and how clever was it to bring in as his assistants Ali McCoyst, the Rangers' icon and the late, great Tommy Burns?
10: Yeah, that was fantastic. And people thought at the time it was a wee political move you know, to get the balance. He, he, he brought Tommy on board because he really respected what Tommy had to bring to the party and he, and he loved Tommy. And, and we all remember the funeral to see him and Ali carrying Tommy's... Off and it just kind of brought the whole city together, and I, and I think Walter tried hard to do that as well. love love Rangers to the core, right? Mm-hmm. But but always anything I ever asked him to do, and I was ever doing, he would always be the first man up to say we'll help you. But but he has his love for Tommy Burns is is, is immeasurable. Loved him.
4: He did that. I mean, that's.
5: A... He, he tells, Walter tells a wonderful story about uh, Tommy Burns, Paul. You've probably heard it, but you know, Tommy, Tommy and Ali are the, his assistant coaches. Huge Scotland game coming up. Walter's got the players in the room, they've had their meal. He wants to give this, you know, rousing address to the players before the game. And he, he starts talking, he's trying to get his point across, and he, he notices some of the players are giggling, starting to, to laugh, and he's thinking, what the hell's going on here? He looked over at his left, and Tommy Burns is fast asleep in the front Tom <laughs> <Tam> Burns is yeah. <laughs> sleeping. And he, 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 he laughs his head yeah. off, but he, he laughed his head oh, off when yeah. telling that story. It's a story he tells against himself, which is typical of Walter. Yep. Um, just nice. one of these crazy moments. Sorry, Paul, great Please. Story I'll tell you about, um, a, a
10: bit of a laugh with Tommy, right? Uh when when Tommy was really uh towards the end there, um my my, my wife had had hired a wee jet to take our friend, you no know, you know, Donna Mortimer over to Lourdes, yeah. right? And uh sent to Water, I so, said, Look, what we're, we're gonna to take Tommy. He says, Oh well, that's a great idea, that'll give him a great pickup, you know? And Tommy at that time was working under Gordon at Parkhead, right? Yeah. Anyway, it was a wee tiny jet, I think it had six seats on it. And they took a priest with them, right? Father yeah. Hannah, who's a, a good friend of the family. Yeah. It was one of these wee uh, jets, that had the wee toilet at the back, right? <laughs> the, the curtain you just pulled it over, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and Tommy was talking to Donna and he says, You've talked about Walter, you know. And so, anyway, the priest went to the toilet and Donna <laughs> looked and she's, she's seen the priest's feet sticking up under the cap and she went, Oh, is the priest praying? Tommy says, no, he's peeing. <laughs> 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 so, me, me, me and Walter were killing myself about, just a few weeks ago when I seen him there. So, that's my funny story about Sam and Waller. But, uh, he's, I tell you, it'll I'll I miss him anyway and anybody who knows I'll miss him. And to Ethel and the, and the boys, my heart is it to them.
4: Well, thanks so much for joining us uh, this evening. We said at the start, this is the kind of night Walter would have loved, wasn't it? You know, Hibs Celtic oh, yeah. through there, everyone playing Rangers at home to Aberdeen. Apparently, he's bucketing at Govan at the moment. But these are the nights that he loved, wasn't it?
10: Yes. Yeah.
4: Well, thanks. I love the yeah. way
10: that. So many
4: Celtic fans have went over eyebrows to lay tributes as well. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, and the chairman was there today, Ian Banker, Tom Boyd, of course, came up against Walter's teams. And the chief exec, Mike Nicholson, were there. So th- this is brilliant. To b- The way that Walter, he would want that, bringing the city and the country together. Yes. Yes, indeed. Willie, thanks so much for joining us.
10: Thanks. Thanks, che- David. Thanks, Paul. Cheers,
4: Willie. Cheers, Willie. Willie Hockey there. And uh, yeah, it's... It, it's great to hear these stories. Well, it's great, isn't it, it's, it's the side of football you very rarely yeah. hear, Paul.
5: And yep. you know, the, the the likes of, you know, Willie and Sir Tom Hunter and yeah. James Mortimer and mm. Alec Ferguson, Walter Smith, Tommy Burns. The amount of charity work these people doing you never hear of it. You know, it's mm. all we hear is the, the 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 bad side of football, you know, the,
4: it probably makes more headlines, but there is so much good In the game of football that people don't hear about. Of course, and Walter so often helped the Rangers charities and he would help. We heard John Hartson last night here on the programme with Rob and with Craig Moore that he would go to his golf day. He would go to his yeah. function. And he didn't even know John that well. Everyone knows John Hartson. But they hadn't come up against each other footballing-wise much. But he knew Just what John Hartson had come through. Exactly. A Just man who come help. through the brain operations. Yeah. And uh, it's the humanity, uh, the, the family man. So that was Willie joining us there. And we're going to take your tributes as well. And we're also getting ready for the football tonight because we've got uh, six games on. So, Rangers fans, Celtic fans, whoever... Whatever, we're open for business until 7 on a big football night as well. And you heard that there from you, Davey, and from Willie and from Derek. You know, it, Walter was a football man. So, you know, the games are on tonight. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred, 17, 17, 700. Or come on the socials at Go Football Show, your memories of Walter Smith. Um, this was uh, Barry speaking yesterday. Uh, about Walter, his old gaffer. In fact, we'll come to that shortly. It's a bit longer than I thought it was going to be there. We want to do it justice. Um, Davey, you don't know this is coming up. This was you interviewing Walter Smith and Tommy Burns on Sky before an old firm game. So it's mid <laughs> early to mid-90s. It's at Ibrox, so they're, they're both standing. Oh, the I I'll yeah. oh, wait till you see. Yeah, Wait till you hear. So here is Davey Proven. About to interview Walter Smith and Tommy Burns before the Old Firm game in January. <clears throat> he was my boss. He was my coach. He was course, my second father. Of he, course, he, that's uh, Ali. We will come back to that. Um, yep, we'll f- I'll I'll find it here, Davey, in a second or two. Yeah, Do you remember it? You don't know. You haven't heard it.
5: So, I, I mean, I, I yeah. I'd obviously interviewed the, the two of them individually many times, Paul, but I, I don't actually remember interviewing the, the two of them together. That must have been okay. A, okay. a special moment. Here we go. Tommy, a good new year to the both of you. Walter, let me turn to you first because we hear that uh, your dressing room has been badly hit by a flu virus and that neither Brian Loudrop nor Richard Goff will play tonight. How big a blow is that to you?
4: Well, obviously they've been uh, a big part of Rangers' success over the last couple of seasons, so
5: it is a bit of a blow for us uh, to lose them at this stage. Do you feel that's when the the lads who come in and their
4: place have to stand up and be counted? Well, I think during the season you have to, you know, make up for any injuries or illnesses that you do have. Brian up missed a fair part of last season and uh, we were successful during that period. Richard golf missed a few games over the last few seasons as well and managed that. We would obviously like to have them in the team, but that's not to be. Tommy, I know you had doubts this morning
5: over uh, Tosh McKinley and Jackie McNamara. What, what's the latest on them? Well, Tosh McKinley would be sent home uh, yesterday, the day after training and he's the same, uh, out of the flu. Jackie McNamara has recovered you know, sufficiently enough to let him start the game tonight. So much talk this week about this being the game that Celtic can't afford to lose. How do you see it? Well, it would be nice to win the game, I mean, We're here to, to try and win the game at all. Every time you play Rangers, you've got to go and try and win the game. That's what the, the supporters hope for, that's what they dictate to you. You've got to go and uh, you kind of lie down in your games. But uh, a difficult game, but it's one we're looking forward to. Well, you spent the last uh, 15 years or so playing in this match. Does it still grab you the same way as Celtic manager? No, it grabs you a hell of a lot tighter, Davy. A hell of a lot tighter, let me tell you. But uh, no, that's something you've got to put away. Uh, It's something I'd rather be part of than not be part of, Davy. Walter, we've watched these games throughout the season. We see the two of you on the touchline continually trying to get messages onto the pitch. How difficult is that given the noise in the stadium? Because sometimes I believe the players can't even hear the referee's whistle. Well I think that it's very difficult to get any messages on but I think normally if the two are doing that it's out of frustration as much (laughs) as anything else Now I know the two of you will share a a drink after the match who's on the bell this time? Well I think it's my round (laughs) it's only got the last one when we were at Parkhead We hope it's a great game lads and may the best team win
4: Thank you very much Thanks to Sky for that vintage do you remember now? Yeah I do remember
5: now yeah Yeah. it comes flooding back Um, special moments and you know for them to give their time just before kick off, you know, when they are as high as a kite, you can imagine the adrenaline that's surging through their veins, uh, and they still found the time to 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 come out and, and give me their time, give the give the viewers uh, their time and their thoughts was was very generous of both of them, and it's great to hear their voice. It's
4: it's, it's terrific, and fifty thousand there in the background. So that was obviously about twenty minutes before kick off. Phenomenal, the two managers together, but still, the lighter moment about the. Who's on the bell after the game?
5: Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, and and Walter Walter had Tommy in an arm lock for so many years. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. Tommy's team just couldn't beat Walter. There many, many times where Celtic played Rangers off the pitch. They couldn't get the job done though. And you know, Walter was he was terrific at the old rope a dope trick. Mm-hmm. And and that's how he got Rangers to the, the UEFA Cup final. I think he would admit that himself. They were a brilliant on the counter-attack. Uh, and Celtic kept getting the sucker punch and it must have been hard for Tommy because I know he always went into Walter's Walter's room after yeah. the game regardless of the result and vice versa on the mm-hmm. occasions where, where Rangers did lose to, to Celtic, Walter would go in and they would they would just have to grit their teeth, uh, have a beer together and 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 do their best to, to, to get through but they never missed each other.
4: James reckons it's uh, January 1995. I think that it was right, okay. look at it, we'd be definitely around that time the January game Davey Proven Derek Johnson was on earlier we've heard from Lord Willie Hockey and we're going to hear from Barry Ferguson we hear Ali McCoyst and Rob McLean's going to join us after the break Chris Burke will be on too but we want your calls we hear from Stephen Gerrard because the games are on tonight we want to hear your thoughts and your memories of Walter Smith and also anything about uh, well the game that he loved which is on tonight there's a full card it's the Go Radio Football Show
3: The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, 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 go,
4: go! Go Radio Football Show. It's Wednesday evening. There is a full card tonight. Hibs against Celtic. Rangers Aberdeen. Obviously special tributes to Walter Smith. And there'll be a minute's silence. Everywhere in the country, Dundee against Ross County, Livingston against Dundee United, Motherwell against St Mirren, and St Johnson against Hearts. Davy Proven is with us, Davy. It's quite some card tonight, but I think we'd yeah. want to balance both winways uh, because it's a huge night of football.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've got a proper title race on our hands as well, Paul. I, I certainly hope we have. Um, I, I, you know, if you look at Hibs losing three in the bounce, that we we don't we don't want that. You want Hibs and Harts and Aberdeen pushing the old firm all the way and hopefully they can do that.
4: And all roads in Glasgow will lead to Ibrox tonight. Everyone wants to be there. Yeah. it would be 50,000 anyway, but there'll be you know special moments. You heard Derek Johnson speaking from yeah. the manager's seat in the dugout a wee while ago. Let's go back out to Ibrox. The man who was here last night, Rob, it was a, a terrific uh, and appropriate tribute to Walter. Very special last night with you and Craig Moore and John Hartson. Rob, good evening. Hi, Paul. Hi, Davey. Hi, Hi Rob. Rob, for you last night, what, a, what a, you couldn't because you were, you know, talking to so many different people about it. But you also knew Walter over many, many years, and some of the things that have come out is his relationship with your footballers, you know, directors, fellow managers, and the media was part of. it. We've heard about, you know, the incident with Chick. We've all got stories. Yeah. Um, how will you remember Walter? Um, yeah, just,
11: I'll remember Walter as one of the, my favourite people that i 've ever met through football um, i've been really lucky to to meet lots of uh, lots of nice people and lots of people that I wouldn't care to uh, go go anywhere near ever again um, but you know uh, Walter's just one that always stood out and, and it this all does get a bit repetitive doesn't it, but in a really nice way, um, as everyone says i mean he he appeared to be the man with no enemies at all. Um, you know, he crossed the divide in Glasgow. He was just a lovely man. And, and, you know, Willie was talking about the fact that you would bump into Walter. Willie Hockey was talking earlier. Uh, and the last thing he actually spoke about was football. Um, and I had, I had the absolute joy uh, on a couple of occasions of sitting down around a dinner table with Walter mm-hmm. after I'd been in a TV studio with him um, and, and quaffing uh, a few glasses of red wine. And, you know, I said this on the show last night. I mean, he was just, you know, strangely, he was as interested in me as I was in him. He was asking me all sorts of stuff about my life, you know, whereas he was the, he was the big star. He, he was the guy with all the, the great stories to tell. But he was just genuinely a lovely man. And, uh, you know, the humility is always the word that, that comes to my lips when I'm, when I'm talking about him. Because despite um, all his massive achievements, uh, you
4: would never have known did you ever ask a daft question I'll tell you mine we were live on STV <laughs> I'm
3: still
4: asking them <laughs> and, and pre match the producers like, Paul Paul uh, ask him why he's pay, playing alley wide and not through the middle so I go Walter why are you playing alley wide and not through the middle and he just gave me that stare and the look well, on you go Paul you obviously know my tactics for today Go <laughs> tell me the whole team knew. what are we doing and I was like alright oh, okay yeah. so so I had it a few times because um, yeah. what about you
11: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I was chatting to, to Barry on the show last night, but and I, I referred to it as the steely stare, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and he would ca- he would just catch you with his eyes. Uh, you know, the, one of the eyebrows, maybe James Bond-like would tweak up a little bit uh, and you would know that you'd crossed the line or that you'd asked a particularly duff question, you know, and Barry was just sort of saying, you know, that it was the same in the dressing room and, and obviously um, it wasn't unknown for Barry Ferguson to get into the bad books. Um, and when he did, uh, you know, he would get that very same stare uh, from Walter and he almost didn't need to say anything to accompany it. Uh, you knew uh, when he, when you'd eye contact with him um, that, you know, you, you had crossed the line, you had done wrong and that uh, sooner or later you were going to suffer.
4: Davy, you recognise that and I'm thinking for both of you, Rob, mm. for you, you were in Gothenburg... With uh, Alex yep. Ferguson, yep, with Aberdeen, yeah. you were in yep. Seville with Celtic, and you were in Manchester with Walter Smith's Rangers. You know when yeah. will we see his likes again? At a Scottish manager yeah. taking a team to European final?
5: Well, I, I would argue, Paul, that, that getting Rangers to within ninety minutes of the Champions League final itself is an even greater achievement, and it yeah. he, he, he tells he tells the story. Uh, well, I was in his company couple of years ago and he was telling the the story of the game against Marseille which effectively was a semi-final of the Champions League in the Velodrome I think Ian Durant scored for Rangers that night but half time he's coming down the tunnel and he looks into the referees room and Bernard Tappy, who was the owner of Marseille is in talking to the referee (laughs) and Walter of course charges into the referees room and says what's what's he doing in here and the referee threw Walter out and it, it later transpired of course that uh, Marseille had um, one or two improper relationships with, with referees over the years. But you wonder, you know, you, you wonder what would have happened. Um, different referee, um, you know, whether he could have got Rangers to the, the Champions League final because that, that would have been the ultimate achievement. I, I accept that getting a very average Rangers team to the UEFA Cup final uh, to play against Zenit in Manchester was a hell of a, a, a achievement. But I think the, the, the team he had first round, first time around, the uh, Durant mm. and the McCoy's, uh b-
4: better team by some distance. It was we all remember Elland Road as well, don't we? When they thought we'd go down there, you know, we a Scottish team and yeah. they would be trounced by the great League United, but McCoys and uh, Hickley, absolutely. A couple of minutes, yeah. wasn't it? Mark Hitchley.
11: yeah. yeah. I, I remember that one, Paul, because I remember that uh, I was down there for the BBC that night at Elland Road, uh, and very cleverly, they located me. I think I was doing—I was maybe the reporter. I was doing interviews that night, and they—they uh, they located me in a stand full of Leeds United supporters. Um, and obviously, I was supporting the the Scottish team. So, but um, it would have been a major mistake to have uh, celebrated anything Rangers achieved yeah. that <laughs> night because uh, because of all the Yorkshire <laughs> accents round about me. But yeah. no, I mean that—that was—I mean. And I guess you know you were you were very accepting at the time of that level of performance and that star-studded Leeds United team, and the fact that Rangers, you know, very much went toe to toe with them. That that was the sort of level they got to.
4: Uh, Rob, I'm, I'm hearing, and there's thousands of people heading to Ibrox tonight, but I think there'll be a special moment. Walter's boys have been invited to the game along with the grandchildren, so the club have invited Neil and Stephen and their children to the game, and I think the 73rd minute. It's going to be special um, at Ibrox yeah, tonight. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, just Yeah, I mean,
11: it's yeah. it just. I mean, you can. Uh, I'm out, I'm outside Ibrox at the moment, uh, and you, you can just, you know, sense the atmosphere. And of course, uh, the, the weather uh, is, is kind of playing <laughs> its part at the moment as mm-hmm. well, because there's a black cloud over Govan, yeah. um, and that and that seems, you know, so appropriate at the moment. Uh, the skies are grey. Uh, the rain's been tipping down. Uh, and that, and that does kind of match the mood, I think, yeah. in, in this area at the moment. Even uh, despite the driving rain, the, the the tributes continue to be laid down outside Ibrox. We've seen that happening all day long. Um, it's going to be one incredible atmosphere tonight. Uh, and and as you say, uh, it will peak in that 73rd minute. Walter, obviously, um uh, dying at the age of seventy-three, and um, yeah, I mean it's going to be so so poignant tonight.
4: Yep, the Rangers chairman Douglas Park was there uh, laying a wreath. Stephen Gerrard was there with Gary McAllister, and uh, the players James Tavernier, the captain, was there, and Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis, who played under Walter, were yeah. there as well. Yeah. And also moments later, or just before it, was the Celtic chairman Ian Bankier, the chief exec Mike Nicholson, and uh, Tom Boyd. Uh, who was a winning captain for Celtic. It was a great moment. And on the line now, stay with us, Rob, if you can, for a few minutes just before the news, uh, because someone we all know well here uh, on the programme, he's a big Celtic fan and Scotland fan, is Regan on the line. Regan, good evening. Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, like everyone, you know, we're saddened, but we're uh, glad and honoured to have known Walter Smith. And I hear Rangers fans on who didn't even meet him, but he's been been such a constant. Regan, what would you want to say? Uh, Paul, I just
7: wanted to pass on my best to Walter because obviously people remember that he um, he carried the, the coffin for Tommy when Tommy died. So I think that just shows the mark of him that he that he, he crossed the, the the Celtic Rangers divide, as you put earlier. Um, but no, he's a great man. Obviously, he gave me some uh, bad memories being a Celtic supporter, Paul, but he's a, <laughs> he seems like a great guy. And obviously... The, the stories that Barry said last night and obviously played Davey today, I think it's just great to see everyone is, uh, just showing how, what a great man he was. Mm-hmm.
4: Thank you, Ray. Rob, Davey, earlier on, I don't know if you heard it in the car, that Davey, obviously a, a great Celtic player, a great colleague mm-hmm. of Tommy Burns, and he got the to- Tommy yeah. would give him a Celtic team, you know, for Sky before the game, and he phones Walter yeah. and Walter phones and banks and says, right, yeah. That's, you got Tommy's yeah. team? Yeah. Here's my team. It's phenomenal.
11: Yeah. I, I did hear. I did hear that story. Were you under? Were you under a bit of pressure from Tommy at the time to, <laughs> pass, to pass it on, David?
5: Yeah, yeah, look, Rob, you know how it works. It's um, <laughs> it, it, it would be the ultimate betrayal of yeah. someone, wouldn't it? Really, yeah. and and yeah. it was. A, I just took it as a as a wonderful compliment from yeah, from the, yeah. that, that that he felt he could trust me and obviously I'd known him for years professionally but the, the the fact that he felt he could trust me with his team was uh, I, I was yeah. made up about that Rob will
4: you come on in the next hour then we'll get team news because we're going to you know look forward to the I games will. tonight as well Rob yeah. thanks for joining us and Regan uh, as well we'll maybe speak to you later because you've got some, there's some great games on tonight not least Rangers Aberdeen and your own Celtic playing at Hibs Regan thanks for that tribute to the late great Walter Smith no, no problem Paul thanks Regan
0: cheers Regan They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCenter.com. Trade only.
3: The Go Radio Football Show with TheTaxiCenter.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, go, go.
4: And there are countless messages coming in and calls paying tribute to the late great Walter Smith who passed away yesterday. 21 major trophies as manager of Rangers. 10 league titles, 6 League Cup wins, 5 Scottish Cup wins, but he was so much more than that. And tonight, Davey Provin, Derek Johnson, Willie hockey has been on, Rob McLean. And, uh, well, we've heard briefly from the manager speaking about Walter and the best tribute they could pay to the former manager.
1: Yeah, I've been the lucky one to, to, to know him and, and to spend time with him. Um, so have an awful lot of other people who will have their own special memories of, of a great man. It's going to be emotional uh, in the coming days and weeks, but the best tribute I and we as a team can do is uh, be united, get the fans behind us and try and win the game tomorrow. That'll be the best tribute we can, we can give him and his family.
4: The terribly sad news broke at 10 o'clock yesterday on the Go Radio News. Just at the end of the news, we announced that Walter had passed away. Uh, down in London, 400 miles away, Alan Acoyse had just finished the breakfast show on Talk Sport and he came off air and his great pal Jim White got the news at the same time. And uh, he, I mean, how he got it together, Davey, to come on yeah, the programme yeah. and to give the tribute because probably in the game, nobody would be closer to him than Ali McCoyst.
5: I think he probably was. Ali himself said that, you know, he, he was a father figure. He was he was my boss. He was a father figure and ultimately became a great friend. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I think Ali's testimony, I, I think he just spoke so well uh, for himself yesterday and for the football club in terms of, of just how highly regarded Walter Smith is in the pantheon, you know, of the greats. And it's not for me as an ex-Celtic player To tell Rangers who their greats are But I would imagine Walter Smith is up there With with the very best
6: He was my boss He was my coach He was my second father He he turned into one of my best friends And the loss is absolutely incredible To tell the truth However, I'm saying the good thing is He's not in pain, you know Because we went to see Walter recently And we spoke to Walter Spoke to Walter on Saturday Was going to go and see him on Sunday Clearly was, was too unwell And we knew that Sadly, there's, about, there's a inevitability about this horrible illness. And we did know that it would be only a matter of time. However, it still does not take away the pain or the grief. And at this moment in time, all I can think about is, is Ethel, Neil and Stephen and those grandkids. All all want Walter would have wanted was another few years to go and watch those grandkids playing football and spend a lot of time with Jessica in the mall. And sadly, that, that's the most painful thing for me right now. I could sit here and tell you about Walter Smith to the like how he's come home about how good a manager how good a coach how good a football man he was but I think it's only fair to say I think I can safely say he was probably the best husband the best father the best friend everything you'd expect in a man and it's a tragedy I'm, I'm, I can't tell you how devastated absolutely devastated and well, of course
4: Ali was his assistant in many of those glory years the second time round when he was manager at Rangers well let's take more of your call Stefan is on the line good evening Stefan
8: Hi, Paul.
4: How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, like, like everyone reflecting, uh, you know, on the achievements of Walter and the humanity of him, and also looking forward to the football tonight. You heard Stephen Gerrard saying that um, they're looking forward to that game, but hard for them. Stephen, you're a Celtic fan, I think, but I, I know you want to say something about Walter. Yeah, I just, you know, I, it's a, it's a
8: sad day for the, you know, the, the not just Scottish football but football in general. You know, Walter Smith was a a great manager for Rangers. Some would maybe say the best. Some would say he's, he's definitely up there alongside Bill Struth. But, you know, for me, growing up, he was the manager um, when Rangers, you know, were winning, you know, trying to think, 20 from 2008 until 2011. Mm-hmm. You know, the very dominant period for Rangers. Took them to the UEFA Cup final. Um, so, you know, a, bit, a very, very well-achieved uh, chief manager. And a, a massive loss for the, the world sort of Scottish
4: football. And he gave you a few rough times as well. But uh, Davey said, do you know, into the manager's office, if he was at Celtic Park or if it was at Ibrox, he would go in every time. Win, lose or draw, Davy, they would go in and share a glass of wine yes. after the game.
5: Mutual respect, that's yep. what that was. Um, and you can imagine how bitterly disappointing it is to lose that fixture. Um, but they went in, whether it was at Ibrox, Tommy would go in, Celtic Park, Walter would go in. Uh, they had the highest regard for one another.
4: And Stefan, for the football tonight, and we're going to talk about the football in, in this hour, we'll go back to Rob shortly at Ibrox, where there'll be, I think it's a minute, well, there's going to be a minute silence, and at the 73rd minute, Walter's boys have been invited, Stephen and Neil, and the grandchildren at Ibrox tonight. And Davey, that must be so tough just now. You you used the word overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I think so the public reaction has, I think the scale of it, um,
5: you know, has, has surprised people. And his passing really has... Emphasised or illustrated just how highly people regarded him, um, and not just for for what he's achieved in football, but his humanity, dignity, uh, modesty, all the qualities that we've we've heard people talking about. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what's going to be hard for Stephen Gerrard tonight, Paul, is to try and get his players to detach from the atmosphere on the ground because it's it's going to be a strange atmosphere on the ground, and I I think it's going to be a very very emotional night. Obviously, Stephen Gerrard might have to work on his players to try and get them to detach from that. Keep their minds on what they're there for
4: and that's to to win the game. Yeah, when they go in, we heard from Derek, uh, about an hour ago, Derek Johnson was in the dugout and he said that the atmosphere was really eerie around the ground, Uh, as you would imagine. So many people have been there. The wreaths was a mountain of uh, flowers and messages uh, to Walter's family uh, in tribute to him. Stefan, can I ask you about the football itself for tonight? Because Walter would have liked... uh, a competitive season I'm sure uh, the 25 point gap he would have really liked but you know you'd want it to go quite some way big night shall we turn to your game tonight to Hibs against Celtic
8: yeah um listen I, I think anybody that's a football fan wants to see a competitive league season and at the start of the season I, I was thinking it could, it could be one of the closest um, in, in a really really long time and um I'm just I'm really really looking forward to to the game tonight. I know Celtic haven't won at Easter Road in the league since 2014, since you know Virgil van Dijk was there. But I think the law of averages kind of tell us that that is going to come to an end at some point. And I've got a really good feeling. I think that could be tonight with the form Celtic are in and the the form that Hibs are in. Um, I I really do think it, it could be a a good night for 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 Celtic and putting pressure on Rangers.
5: So it's, it's a strange one actually. I, I'm not sure whether Ange Postacoglu will feel this is a good time to get Hibs mm-hmm. having lost, the, you know, they've lost three mm-hmm. or whether Jack Ross will be getting something out of them or demanding something out of them tonight, something extra. They're certainly due to to pay their supporters back. Um, Hibs, you know, last few games are desperately disappointing. Uh, Celtic starting to look like a proper team now. You know, the the wise money you would think would be in Celtic but much, I, I think, will depend on, on what Jack Ross
4: can get from his side, given how disappointing they've been over the last few games. What well, we talked about them as title contenders. You know, early in the season they were undefeated, along with Hearts. Um, but for Celtic, David, you were surprised at the weekend when we saw the record. I mean, Hibs have been out of the league for a couple of years, so we should bear in that in mind when we go back to 2014. But wasn't that a good hunting ground for Celtic for many years at Easter Road? Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly, in my time it was. It
5: was. It was a good hunting ground. Um, it, it's a peculiar record that Celtic haven't won there since, since Virgil van Dijk was on board um, I, I listen I, I fancy Celtic strongly
4: tonight but depends what Jack Ross can get from his boys mm. Here's your manager, Stefan, speaking first of all about Walter. Obviously, um, condolences to his family, all those closest
2: to him. And uh, we obviously just heard the news as well and can't recollect actually coming across him uh, during my travels. But uh, well aware of his uh, standing as a manager and, um, you know, his record uh, both at club level and national team level. Um, And more importantly, I think, uh, you know, you see the measure of the man when um, you know the people who are sort of giving the tributes today I mean I just heard you know Ali who to uh, eloquently put it that uh, he was just a great man you know a sad loss for for Scottish football um, for sure uh, but someone who uh, like all of us we, we, we all want to sort of try and uh, make our mark as people as much as uh, in our profession and uh, he's
4: one of that rare breed that definitely did that It's a lovely line isn't it somebody who made his mark and some yeah yeah Let's get the squad update then, Stefan.
2: You know, as I said, I think half the game was great just to get some game time into Jacky Marcus, uh, Duranovic who, who missed a bit of football, obviously, um, and um, all the ones who played or, or sort of were in the squad, uh, got through really well and uh, training has been good. So, yeah, the same sort of group fit and available.
4: Stefan, do you want to take anything up with Davey, who's not having it with Furuhashi playing wide up front? What do you feel?
8: no i'm I, I don't think for the hash he should be playing out wide i felt um when he played out wide at ibrooks back in um was it august Yeah, back in august yeah. um I, I thought he was he wasn't utilized properly i don't think he had the same sort of um sort of spirit that he that he has up front um com- compared to you know games that he has has been up front so no i'm i don't i don't think he should be out wide i thought and she might have learned that lesson at Ibrox. He has played out wide a couple of times and I don't think he, he plays as, as well as he does. So, no, if, it, if it's me, I'm having food a hash up front because he is, a, he is a goal scorer and you need your goal scorer in the box,
4: not out wide. Can you stay with us for a moment or two? And we'll get your prediction yep. in a few moments. Um, we're going to Hamilton. Paul is on, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Paul.
12: Hi, Paul. How you doing? Yeah, Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Just a funny story, actually. I'd like to share with you when I heard, obviously, the passing of uh, of Walter. Yeah. Um, every Saturday, I used to play uh, the piano in the Moat House in Glasgow. Aye. And every every Saturday, without fail, Walter would come in. Um, he would bring in probably half the team, I, and I'd always remember this that he would sit in his usual table. Uh, and Davy Dodds and everybody around them. even even if they didn't win Paul mm-hmm. if they absolutely got gubbed by somebody like Hamilton Academico he was still in there and he would be celebrating mm-hmm. so one night um, I changed my jacket my white jacket was getting dry cleaned so I thought I'm going to put this royal blue jacket on mm-hmm. not thinking about anything but it was one yeah. of the ones that I came up with so anyway I'm, I'm sitting playing and in comes half the Rangers team and they sit down and I'm sitting with this royal blue jacket playing the piano, (laughs) and he comes over to me and he says, son, see if you wear that every Saturday. I'll tip you a tenner every weekend.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And what happened? You did?
12: (laughs) I absolutely did. Uh, I used it to buy myself a couple of drinks after every gig.
4: (laughs) I think we remember you in the hotel there. I think we remember you, Paul. (laughs)
12: Yeah, well, that well, that was it. Well, we, yeah. well, we took certain requests as well for the interest. Yeah, I'm <laughs> he sure well. he, he was some man, wasn't
4: he, Walter? He would come up he, and speak to was, everybody. He was
12: absolutely fantastic, and it was one of those ones where you know you were always a bit starstruck right like at the very beginning, and then it was just one of those things where you you, you saw him every single Saturday without fail. It was about half past seven. They would come in. And he would just be so chatty with everybody. Um, he would be coming over, asking me how I was doing, and what did I think of the game, and me not being a football fan, I thought I didn't know if you won or lost, but what was?
4: Listen, here's your, but, uh, well, you. Well, you are a Celtic fan, though, is that right? Yeah. Yes, I am. But yeah. isn't it's great, Davy? Isn't it that everyone, you know, blue, green, whatever, people yeah. uh, want to pay tribute to Walter? Here's Scott Brown the Aberdeen captain and uh, a Celtic great speaking about uh, his old Scotland gaffer. He
13: was this huge presence at the time and you knew when he came in the room and everyone went dead quiet and everyone had huge respect for him as well and he was fantastic manager at Scotland for the Rangers as well and what he'd done down in England too was fantastic, working with huge clubs.
4: He certainly did. Here's Barry Ferguson as well. I'm going to come back to you, Stefan, and to Paul. Here was Barry paying tribute to his uh, well, his mentor.
13: Sad Rob If I'm been honest with you I, I knew he had Illness issues Over the last year or so um, But when the news broke uh, When I got up the, the, This morning um, A bit of emptiness If I'm being honest Rob Because mm. uh, He's obviously a manager Who I played under As a, a young man um, Then obviously um, As a, a matured into An older footballer The second time round At, at, at Rangers um, So no, it was a sad day, and I, I just hold him in utmost regard in terms of what type of manager he was and um, how he went about his, his business. So it's a sad, sad loss for for Scottish football in a whole.
11: And he was a he, he was a good guy. He was a fair guy, wasn't he? Even though he could be tough at times. Yeah, he was, um, and that's
13: that's what I I really liked about him. Obviously, on a, a couple of occasions. Um, when I did get into trouble, I just liked the fact he was straight and honest. Um, he disciplined you, um, but he never he- held it against you, Rob. Um, he just told you what he thought, whether that was if you were getting fined or, or suspended, which happened to myself. Once that was over, it was um, a case of just getting on with it and trying to get back into the team. And that's what I liked about him. Just very straight. Um, went about his business in the right manner. Um, and as I said, when, when Walter spoke to you, you sat up and you listened. and There was no doubt about that.
11: He real presence, didn't
13: he? He did. Um, that was one of the things, as I said, when he held team meetings, whether it was a, a big European game or w- whether it was an old firm game or, or whatever, when, when Walter took control of a, a team meeting, um, you tuned in. Uh, there was no doubt about that. Um, and the way he spoke, he spoke with authority, and again, the respect—not just to myself—but I think if you ask any any Rangers player that played under him, they would totally agree what I'm
4: saying there. That was Barry Ferguson on the programme last night, and you could hear the emotion in Barry's voice there, understandably, because yeah. he, he did—he took him under his wing, 14 or 15 years old, and they put him in a different diet. He, he gained about four inches in height. Um, it was phenomenal he, he said story. he said Walter was hard on him though, Aye. and Melville yeah. said there was a reason
5: for that—that that he wanted to make him a you know, a, a, a footballer, make, make him become the footballer he became. Uh, and, and Barry said at times, uh, I don't know whether he told this on the, the show last night, but Barry felt at times he was over hard on him. That, you know, he was picking on him, but clearly he'd identified Barry as a player yeah. and, and just wanted to make sure that he pushed
4: himself. It's only later on you realise that the people that identify something in you as a really young man or woman that you've got something special. But at the time, yeah. you've got, you used to go home, I think, thinking, no, this, this is never... Right. Yeah, yeah. probably do identify with it. Guys, before you go, um, your prediction tonight. Stefan?
8: Um, I'm going to go for a solid 2-0 win. I think Velsic are more than capable of going there, uh, ending this dismal run at <laughs> road and hips to the short. So, yeah, I'll yeah. say 2-0.
4: And I think Paul's gone, so he must be in the piano tonight somewhere. <laughs> he did say. <laughs> so, oh, Stefan, that was great. For what you said. What's your final thought? You'd say for the, for uh, about Walter Smith?
8: I just think you you know the measure of the man um, when you know he was uh, everything he was. You know, uh, Billy McNeil, and you know, showing up with Billy McNeil's wife at Celtic Park and and standing, you know, against that that horrible disease, disease that is dementia. So. Yeah. I think that tells you the measure of how classy the man was. He didn't let football rivalry get in the way of something far more important. So, um, massive loss to the game. And, um, you know, I wish his family all the best.
4: Paul, thank you so much. Always oh, standards. Thank you for calling.
3: The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! go, go.
4: Real football show Davey that's a pitch inspection there Motherwell against
5: it. yeah you've just got to hope you know it doesn't go off at this you know punters have already left for the game they've spent money petrol You just got to hope it goes ahead but I'm not surprised Paul I know how difficult it was for me getting in here tonight the conditions on the motorway it's
4: monsoon rain Um, fingers crossed it goes ahead there at Motherwell we'll give you the news on that pitch inspection which will be in about uh, five minutes time let's go back on the lines Cami, a Rangers fan is on Cami, good evening Hi guys, good evening Hi we're obviously we're all thinking about isn't it wonderful the things that people are saying about Walter Smith
14: Yeah, I think it's great even listening to the show tonight you've got Celtic fans coming on as well and showing their respect towards Walter Smith and um, managers all, all across the Premiership as well you know, they're Talking about how Walter used to always come to do the coaching badging courses, and how he used to always speak mainly about people's families and just wanted to know how people were. And football wasn't actually the most important thing to him when speaking to when uh, speaking to other people. Did you
4: meet him, Cammie?
14: No, no, I not di- I didn't have the. I, di- I didn't meet him. No, but I would have loved to.
4: And for Rangers, I know we've said this a few times, you know, he'd like nothing more than saying, right, come, go on with it. What about tonight? Rangers-Aberdeen. And you heard Stephen Gerrard saying, biggest tribute is to go out. And I heard Davy saying, as a former player, this will be tough for the players tonight. The emotion in the ground.
14: Yeah, I think so. I think um, it'll be a strange atmosphere that I brought tonight, also after what's happened. And Stephen Gerrard would have just said to the players to go out and do it for Walter tonight and um, get three points.
4: Yep. I- David, it'll be tough, You have, to, have to put them into a bubble now once they come yeah, into the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Stephen Gerrard
5: himself paid such a, an eloquent tribute to Walter yesterday, but I'm sure Paul, he'll be in that dressing room saying to his players, look, you have to put this out of your head. A game of football to be won here. Um, we want to detach ourselves from the emotion. It'll be a tough game. Aberdeen have you know, got the monkey off their back by winning last weekend. So Rangers are going to have to be at
4: it tonight. Here's what your manager had to say about the game tonight. I
1: think when, when you play Aberdeen it's tough anyway because they're, they're a good team and obviously what the news of today is going to make it even more tough, of course it is. But we need to be united, the fans, the players, everyone at the club, and um, do our best in, in the circumstances. And um, as I say, the, the biggest tribute we can do is remember him uh, and honour him by trying to put in a performance and getting three points for him and his family. You expect a, a win
4: tonight, Cammy. Aberdeen, though, they got the win at the weekend and you, you know they would love to go on a run. But, Davey, Rangers' record against Aberdeen is terrific at Ibrox. Yeah,
5: yeah, it is. Um, and, and, you know, that's another... If you, if you think of the record of, of Hibs' parts and, and Aberdeen in Glasgow, it's, it's just not good enough to give us a competitive league and it would be good if they could come. I'm harping back to my own time when Alec Ferguson used to bring Aberdeen down Paul and, and, and beat Celtic Rangers. Um, and it, it certainly wasn't pleasant as a Celtic player, but it was a much stronger league at the time because the D United were capable as well. And you had different teams, you know, winning the league. The, the year that Aberdeen won the European Cup, Winners' Cup, they finished third in our Premier League. Wow. Not only did they not win it, they didn't even finish second. So that gives you an idea of, of the standard then. And it would be great to
4: see those days back. Certainly would. Cami. I'm just looking, you're right. So many tributes to Walter. Pep Guardiola saying, so very sad to hear the news. I was aware, very aware of Walter's impressive career before I came to the Premier League. And uh, David Moyes, of course, the West Ham United manager. I looked up to Walter with so much respect. He was such a great Scottish manager, but he was an even better man. Honourable. He showed great dignity. Always demonstrated such class. A true friend and mentor and a man I feel privileged to have known. Uh, That echoes what lots of people have said, Cammy. about... Have you got a memory? What's the memory then he gave you as a Rangers fan that you'll cherish most?
14: Um, I think it's tough for me to say, Paul, because of my age. Um, I wasn't around when when he was the manager, but I think the effect he had on Rangers shows because of my age and that I, I know a lot about what he actually done without actually seeing it. I was watching a documentary about when, he, when, soon as left Rangers, and Walter Smith was to come in, and he done a great job considering the pressure that was on him. But as soon as they left, because he felt there was more pressure on soon than there was towards the football club, and Walter Smith was able to take up and take the pressure on his shoulders, take the pressure on his shoulders, and uh, done a fantastic job. And he was Rangers manager, and he obviously came back and done the same
4: again. Cammy's so right, isn't he? We talked about it in the first hour. Um, it's not often that a number two at a football club, and he was a great number two at Dundee United, yeah. and at Rangers under But And Rangers were spending English Premier League money in those days, Cammy, before your time, but you will know you know the history now. And to a point, there was a huge mm-hmm. burden on him. Not a burden, it was a privilege, but it could have gone the wrong way. And, and Soonis was still in Sampdoria, wasn't he? So there was a three or four weeks where Walter was totally in charge of that huge football club
5: well i mean rangers at that time were the biggest spending club in britain and it's hard to get your head around that now yeah. um but you know it was a huge call for david murray when when Soonis decided to go um you know do you do you stick with what you have or, or do you go for the hollywood signing and that 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 i'm sure would be one of david murray's outstanding decisions you know going with walter smith after sue left
4: Here's Chris Burke, of course, who played for Rangers, still playing at Kilmarnock. They had the one-goal victory last night against Air United, uh, but before it, he was telling us uh, one of his stories and his memories of life uh, under Walter Smith.
15: Rob, I forgot to say, I thought I'd maybe tell you a light-hearted story about um, Walter Smith because I think it's important that we share good memories about him. Uh, you can use it if you want and tell the story. If not, I'll tell it one day, but I just thought I'd tell you in this text message anyway. So, I was in and out of the squad a lot. And I, w- I would only ever start the match or be off the, be in the stand. Just because oh, they had the likes of Novo, myself, Davis, even Whittaker played on the right-hand side. So, there were too many right-hand sided players. So, I would always end up, you know, being the th- um, one of the players in the stand. So, what Walter Smith normally did was... He would put the team sheet up in the home dressing room and the substitutes as well on the board. And then he would come in for the meeting about 15 minutes later. So I walk in the the changing room, obviously thinking that I'm not going to even be on the bench. I'm just going to be in the stand again. And I walk in and the lads all look at me. And I look back and I look at the board and the starting to live and it's got my name on it. So I walk over to it. And uh, I try and rub it out, as if to say, surely that's not right. And all the boys are laughing. And as soon as that happens, Ali McCoy walks in the home dressing room and sees me doing it. And even he starts laughing. Um, So I'm thinking, right, okay, that's great, I'm playing. Uh, And we win the match and I'm man of the match. And it was a good game. I can't remember who we were playing. So the following Monday, I'm walking down the corridor and Walter Smith is walking in walking another direction. And I'm thinking, what's he going to say to me here? Um, and he stops me in the corridor and he says, did you enjoy that on Saturday? And I said, yeah, it was good. And he says, well done, you played well. Um, you'll be playing this Saturday as well. So when I put the team sheet up in the dressing room, make sure you don't rub it out and just walked away from me. <laughs> so Coist is actually... Done me one there, going into the manager's office and telling him. So I just thought I'd tell you that little story in case you ever want to share it with anybody.
4: Cami, there's always something in the go, isn't there? In the background, in the football, and they love uh, all that banter. Cami, thanks so much for calling in tonight.
15: Thanks for having me, guys.
4: Cheers. Thank you Cheers very much. We've got the Rangers team. Uh, it's just been handed to me. The starting lineup is McLaughlin, Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan and Bassey. Lindstrom, Kamara, Aribo Hadji. Roof and Morellas on the bench. David is McGregor, Simpson, Patterson, Davis, Arfield, Wright, and uh, Fashion Sakala Kamara back in. That's so, the one yep, that's, thing that stuck out yep, there,
5: Paul. But just, um, Nathan Patterson again, though. You know, the, 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 this boy's got to play for me, and it's difficult to see how Rangers can accommodate both of them, both the, the captain James Tavernier. And Nathan Patterson. I know Gary McAllister suggested there could be a way that you could have the two of them in the same team. I can't see it. And something's got to give you.
4: I'm hearing, I don't have the Aberdeen team yet. I'll give you it in a moment or two. I'll give you the Celtic lineup for the match at Hibbs, Hart, at Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Starfeld, and Juranovic, McGregor, Turnbull, and Johnson, Mikey Johnson, Rojic, Jota, and Kyogo. On the bench, Bain, Beaton, Jackimakis, Ayeti, Abada, Montgomery, and Welsh, Davy Kyogo through the
5: middle. Um, you know, that's the one good thing about Giacomacchus uh, dropping down to the bench. I, I probably think Ange Postacoglu thinks he hasn't played enough football to play three games in eight days at the moment. Mm-hmm. They'd probably use him as a, an impact sub if he has to tonight. But he's got Kyogo playing where I think he should play every single week down through the middle.
4: Go radio football show. We're paying tribute to the late great Walter Smith and also looking forward to the games tonight. We gave you the Rangers team there. We'll give you Aberdeen shortly. Hibs up against Celtic. We had the Celtic lineup there. Uh Jim is on the line. He was a moment or two ago. And uh Yeah, I'm here Paul. Are you there, Jim? Good yeah. evening. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Jim. What a tough uh Thank you. yeah, Jim is on the line from Rallagon. And Jim, you're a Celtic fan.
9: I certainly am Paul, yes yep. and, uh, Just to pay a wee, a wee tribute to the Mr Smith if I may Thank you uh, I, I mean growing up in the teenage years Don't get me wrong, I'm, as a Celtic fan He was the bane of my life You know, it was, I was listening to yourself and Davey and yep. Derek On the other channel for years and years Throughout my teenage years And it was, his voice was just synonymous <laughs> You knew it was him right away So whenever I thought of Tommy Burns I always think of Walter You know, it's just yep. t- <laughs> two East End boys You know, Glasgow boys, working class families Walter's for miles. Tommy Burns for the Calton and for those two guys who grew up being Rangers and Celtic fans, they knew what it meant to the fans all week. And for them to go ahead and manage the clubs you know that they loved, it was absolutely fantastic for them. And they did cross the divide, which can be quite an ugly divide in this city sometimes. And when he became manager of Scotland and brought in Tommy and Ali McCoy, it was a, a kind of excuse for a Celtic fan to really like him, you know, because he always came across as not just a, a, a fantastic manager, but clearly a great guy as well. I've seen by all the tributes that have been given to him
4: he would particularly like that one I never used to say in particular <laughs> he did, he did say, have such, such that, a
5: distinctive voice didn't
4: he great voice um, yeah terrific voice Jim it's brilliant what you're saying it brings it does bring back so many memories for everybody um, the it best really is, is
9: the, before yeah. I go can I just make one more point about course Walter? of course uh, I mean obviously read talking about how great a manager he was for Rangers and how good a guy he was but I've got a quote here from Darren Fletcher
14: mm-hmm. he's
9: obviously even down to United and just after Carlos Keros left he was in with Sir Alex yep. And Darren Fletcher has said, Walter Smith came in and decided not to give fouls in training. So when Ronaldo was doing his skills and taking the mick, the lads would foul him. And Smith made sure there was no fouls given against him. For two weeks, Ronaldo was was tearing his hair out. But what what happened after those two weeks? Ronaldo started moving the ball because he's sick of being kicked. And now he's starting to play one and two touch football. And it's starting to click. He's getting more goals. And this, is, this started become the, the transition of Ronaldo. So that just shows you that he was a cracking football guy as well.
5: Good show. You Not know,
4: just the Rangers, you know. Isn't it? It's, it's brilliant, Davey. Ronaldo, one of the biggest and best players in the world and Walter touched him and improved yeah, him and helped I, him. Yeah, I think the
5: fact that Alec Ferguson took him there, you know, when Kiros, um, you know, left for the Real Madrid job, you know, Alec Ferguson looked no further than, than Walter Smith because he knew what he was getting and I, I, I think, you are know, Dan Fletch will be one of many Manchester United players
4: who benefited from, from Walter Smith's presence um, on the training ground there. Jim, that was a great call from you. Um, for tonight, would you be happy enough with a Celtic win at Hibs and a Rangers win at home to Aberdeen?
9: I'll tell you, Paul, I absolutely would. I think it would be very fitting if was watching for his blue heaven. <laughs> he would love nothing more than the Rangers to get a victory tonight. And do you know what? I would actually, even as a Celtic fan, I wouldn't mind. I really wouldn't. If we can both win, that would be a great
4: night. Here was Steven Gerrard's tribute to
1: Walter. I've been the lucky one to, to, to know him and, and to spend time with him. Um, so have an awful lot of other people who will have their own special memories of, of a great man. It's going to be emotional uh, in the coming days and weeks. But the best tribute I and we as a team can do is uh, be united, get the fans behind us and try and win the game tomorrow. That'll be the best tribute we can we can give him and his family.
4: Well, that game's just about an hour away Jim that was that was a, a lovely tribute from you thanks very much for calling us nice on touch. Yep. thanks che- for having me on bye bye cheers Jim and Dave you never quite know when you do you know, am <laughs> inviting a Celtic fan to say at, about the result tonight for Rangers but you could hear that Jim meant it yeah. you know. should be Rangers night yeah, but some things are bigger than football aren't they that's it. couldn't put it better um, it's 22-7 we'll tell you more about the roads very shortly yeah we're going to give you the full line we gave you Rangers a few moments ago Aberdeen Davies did a quick look at it I don't know if there's any yeah, yeah Joe changes. Lewis
5: back in I'll give you the team Paul it's Lewis McCrory Scott Brown back at Ibrox in a red jersey Ramirez Hedges Mageeach Ojo Hayes
4: Ferguson Campbell and Bates on the bench Woods as you mentioned uh, he's not playing tonight Watkins McGinn Jet Ger, Samuels and Longstaff Stephen Glassico so happy to get that win at the weekend and the Hibs News we're going to give you it straight after this
3: The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you Let's Go, go.
4: And we're hearing that the Motherwell game should be going ahead. So that's looking like good news. Davy Proven, Rob McLean's going to join us in a few moments from ibrooks. But that looks like good news. Motherwell against St Mirren. We'll confirm it in a moment or two. That's good news there. We'll give you Rangers against Aberdeen again in a moment or two. But Davy, Hibbs against Celtic.
5: Yeah, homeside home side
4: first, uh, Paul. Jack
5: Ross starts with Macy, McGinn, Porteous, Hanlon, Doig, Gogic, Doyle Hayes, Newell. And the familiar front three now of Boyle, Nisbet and Murphy. On the bench, Dabrowski, Wood, Stevenson, Cadden, Wright, Campbell and Gullen.
4: Who are you going for? Oh, you going to give us, uh, I'll, to I'll, give give us I'll give you
5: Celtic. Joe Hart in goal as usual. Then it's uh, Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Starfield and Juranovic. McGregor, Turnbull, Johnson, Rogic, Jota and Kyoga. On the bench, Bain, Bitten, Jomakis, Ayete, Abada, Montgomery
4: and Welsh, and I'm going for Celtic by a couple of goals. By a couple, so that would narrow the gap if there's any slip-up with uh, Hearts or with Rangers this evening. What you're seeing in the game is definitely going ahead, so that's good news. Motherwell against St Mirren's going ahead, and so too, and McDermott, St Johnson against Hearts is going ahead. Let's go back to Ibrooks. Rob... Great to speak to you in the first half. We've had more uh, wonderful tributes to Walter. Yeah. Uh, the game now. Uh, you've got Rangers and the Aberdeen lineups for us.
11: Yeah, indeed. Uh, I, mean, I know you were first with the news with the with the Rangers team there, Paul. Just confirming uh, two changes to the the team that won in Paisley on Sunday. Uh, so Glenn Kamara comes back in, and Calvin Bassi replacing Borna at left back. So it's uh, John McLaughlin. Uh, Tavernier, Goldson, Baligan and Bassi, Kamara, Lundström Aribo, and the same front three as played on Sunday and two of them scored of course Alfredo Morelos making it to a century of Rangers goals, Haji Roof and Morelos up front Alan McGregor is back and available and on the bench um, I think we all saw uh, the emotion written all over his face today uh, as he and Stephen Davis and James Tavernier laid a laid a wreath outside Ibrox um, you know, it's just going to be such a, a poignant evening. Uh, but completing the, the team news for you, uh, two changes for Aberdeen as well. Uh, the two players who went off at the weekend injured, Calvin Ramsey, what a loss he's going to be because he's been absolutely outstanding, the youngster. And Declan Gallagher, who's had such a stop-start, opening to his Aberdeen career, uh, he's suffered an injury as well. Uh, so, I mean, they're, Aberdeen are without a whole back five tonight when you think about it. Ramsey and Mackenzie, the full Uh, Devlin who's still out Considine both long term Devlin on his way back Gallagher as well So they I mean defensively It's going to be really interesting To see what they do tonight So um, Incoming For Aberdeen tonight Uh, Johnny Hayes Starts Uh, Dylan McGeoch uh, Comes in And Dean Campbell Now Dean Campbell I'm sure is going to play Left back That's probably Or or left of a five But I'm not sure Davey they've got enough uh, Players for a back five To be honest Scott Brown could feature in the defence. Johnny Hayes could be in there as well. Uh, the ones we know that will be at the back are, are Dean Campbell, um, David Bates and Ross McCrory. But it, it looks a real puzzle, doesn't it, in terms of how Aberdeen are going to put that together, Davey, defensively. Yeah,
5: did, did Scott Brown not finish a, again recently in the back 3 role?
11: He did. He did. He, he, the last game, yeah. Yeah, he did. Because, because They suffered these injuries at the weekend uh, against Hibbs. Uh, both Ramsey and Gallagher went off in the first half of that game, so they were constantly changing it in the course of the game. And, and uh, you know, at one point certainly Scott Brown was the middleman of a back three. Right. So um, you know, it, it's possible. I mean, he's he's, he's going to be somewhere in that area. He's going to have to be. But uh, I mean, they've got so many so many defenders out. It's a real issue for them uh, tonight in terms of uh, how they put that all together. Obviously lifted. Uh, By the when Joe Lewis did come back at the weekend um, for that game and uh, and and wasn't really troubled and a match that Hibbs didn't hit the target at all but Aberdeen got the win they wanted. Uh, This is going to be tough tonight, but but it's it's an evening that's, that's totally unpredictable, isn't it? Because we just don't know how everyone is going to react to all the emotion that's in the air.
4: Jim, a Celtic fan, Rob was on a few moments ago and he said, "Yep, this is tonight for one night only." he wants rangers and celtic to win and it is it's such a different night i wonder how it's going to affect the players but they'll be inspired and they will want to do it for for walter tonight rob
11: yeah absolutely i mean you've you know we just we've just heard it there on the show from from stephen gerard saying that, that the most fitting of tributes that that rangers could deliver for walter tonight um would be the win that he would have uh, demanded himself but but it's going to be difficult for, for players emotionally uh, to be picking themselves up off the floor the coaching staff as well and obviously you know Davey you know this so well that, that very often the atmosphere around the pitch can transfer onto it and, and that kind of an impact and uh, and there's just so much upset in the air isn't there?
5: Yeah that, I think that's why it's so unpredictable uh, Rob you know I think both managers will, will be trying to say to their players look if you can detach yourself from the emotion, now that's going to be very difficult. You walk out into that stadium tonight, and it's going to be such a strange atmosphere. Um, it's, it's very difficult to predict how either side will react. What yeah. I would say is, Rob, is that Aberdeen going to Ibrox, um over the last few years? You you wouldn't have you, you wouldn't have your your money on them, would you? But given the no, injuries no. they have tonight. It's going to take some performance from this Aberdeen side to get anything.
11: Yeah. I mean, what, what they do have, you know, Marley Watkins has come back in for them. Uh, he gives them pace going forward. So it's actually that midfield to front. That, that's not the problem area for them tonight. They have to get the ball, of course, which is fairly obvious uh, to be any threat at all. But they do have, you know, Hedges and Watkins and Ramirez and they've got Lewis Ferguson to get forward as well. So so they've got plenty of energy and pace uh, and, and scoring ability where this, you would imagine, will be settled tonight will be defensively for Aberdeen. Can they actually uh, put something together that, that's going to frustrate Rangers, that's going to be professional enough to, to keep them out? It could be a long night for Aberdeen, you would imagine.
4: Morella's maybe back on form, Davey, now that he's
5: got yeah, the 100th goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that'll be a pressure valve that has been released there for Morella's Paul. I, I just like the way the, the Rangers play. I've been talking about Kyogo, you know, playing in a front two and I like the way that Rangers play you know with Rufin Morelis two strikers and another wide man Hadji not an out and out winger yeah. but you know can play either side and I just like the fluidity in the Rangers team Kamara no surprise for me he's back in tonight um, I was surprised he was out at the weekend but you know given the amount of midfield players that, that Steven Gerrard has he's going to have to take their there Bassi in tonight Barisic's not even on the bench maybe he's injured not nope. sure but uh, it's a Rangers side that, that looks even without the likes of, you know, McGregor and Stephen Davis, it, it looks strong enough to get the job done, I
4: think. Rob, do we have you for another four minutes or are you on the telly now? Have we got. No, not at all. no, no, I'm, you I'm, for... I'm all yours. Okay, ever, Paul. good. So just checking uh, his diary. I'll check with his agent that he's okay <laughs> for the next four minutes. <laughs> no, Rob, so what do you think? David, what do you reckon tonight then? Rangers I, and I, I, I
5: think Rangers all day long. Um, if Rangers can harness the emotion, yeah. uh, I, I think this can be a long night for Aberdeen. Rob?
9: Yeah, I, th- I
11: think I think the big worry for Aberdeen tonight and the big hope for Rangers would be that they get off to the ideal start and they maybe score inside 10 or 15 minutes. And I think were that to happen for Rangers tonight, you know, it could be, it could be quite a big win uh, for Rangers because you can imagine that there would be that wave of emotion if a goal goes in. The goal will be dedicated to Walter Smith. There's no doubt about that. And you can imagine that it could become a landslide at that point. Um, Aberdeen will be really worried about that. Of course, the opposite applies as well. If it does get sticky and it does go very quiet and the mood darkens Mm -hmm. around Ibrox, you know, maybe we're in for a a surprise result tonight. But all logic would point you towards uh, a Rangers win and... Strengthening their position at the top of the Premiership.
4: Let me throw the other games at you guys in the last couple of minutes. Davy Motherwell against St Mirren, and all the games are going ahead.
5: Yeah, I I think someone played reasonably well against Rangers. You know, Jim Goodman said after the game that they might have had something. I would agree with that. Looks like a draw to me. I think someone can get a point there again. Rob, what do you reckon? I
11: think I think Motherwell might just might just sneak it. Um, I think they might just continue. Their, their their surprising start to the season, pleasantly surprising. Of course, I, I you know I think I think Saint Mirren might have, that effort might have taken a lot out of Jim Goodwin's team, uh, and I think, I think Motherwell might might just sneak it.
4: And I think they were disappointed to lose at the weekend against the the form team Dundee United, who've surprised so many people. Rob, Livy against Dundee United tonight.
11: Yeah, Livingston against Dundee United. I mean, Dundee it's, it's remarkable, isn't it, that they're on twenty points. Um, you know, and I, I think we would have probably expected them to be in the relegation places at this stage. Um, but Livingston have kind of turned a corner, I think, as well. I, I've got that one down as a draw.
4: Davy, R- Rob just took the words out of my mouth there. <laughs> Livy have turned a corner. I, I think Livy will win it. It's a script you two are on together here. What about uh, the challengers Hearts up against last season's form team St Johnson Davy? I'm for the Hertz You're in the Hertz. For the Hertz the and,
5: You know, okay. you know. Long, long may their success continue. They've already beaten Celtic at home. They've they've gone to Ibrox and and come away with a draw.
4: Uh, and it's a great story for a club that should never have been relegated a couple of seasons ago. Hearts, for me. Well, Neil Alexander will be on with Rob tomorrow night, and Leanne Crichton, the former Hearts and Rangers goalkeeper. What do you think tonight? Who's going to be the busier keeper, Rob?
11: I'm going for uh, a draw in that game as well. I think uh, I think St. John's are going to be hard to beat. Um, you know, it'll continue a, d- a brilliant start to the season for Hearts, but I don't think they'll get all three points.
4: And the final one, Dundee, Ross County. Can finally Malcolm McKay get anything? Can he get a win tonight, Rob? What do you reckon?
11: I don't think you can get a win I think at best you will be able to get a draw I think there'll be goals in the game because I think Ross County guarantee it most of them going into their own goal unfortunately that's obviously my my hometown team so mm-hmm. uh, they have a place in my heart um, if they could get a point I think they'd be delighted and I think it might well be a scoring draw that one
5: Davey that's the big shock for me tonight Ross County to break the oh. duck at last um, oh yeah beauty they, I mean I haven't been playing badly um, <laughs> another kick in the teeth at the weekend with Olivia scoring late on but I think this is a moment for Malcolm Mackay. Ross, County for me.
1: He's been right behind me since day one. i had many lunches and dinners and coffees and chats and private time with him in my office. He's obviously going to be a very big loss and a miss to, to a lot of people. As you say, he's, he's decorated all over the club uh, and he will be forever because he gave many, many years to this football club. He loved the club. He, he was honest. He was genuine. And he's made me a better person, so I've got nothing but good words to say.
4: Rob, thanks for joining us last night. We thought we'd finish there with Stephen Gerrard speaking about Walter Smith. Thanks, Rob. We'll hear you tomorrow night at five. Thanks so much. All the best. Cheers, Cheers, Rob. Rob. And Davey, that was special tonight as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a night to to
5: celebrate, you know, the the life of Walter Smith and the memories we have of him, not just for the people at Ibrox, but for people all over the country. Wonderful man, sadly missed
4: thanks Davy. thanks to everyone who joined us tonight and we wish everyone all the very best tonight take care
3: the Go Radio Football Show with taxicenter.com your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you let's go, go.